right, so I am here trying to redo, not redo, just go over my Laisa, Laisha, Laisha, uh, you'll correct me, Shroud of Dust Commander deck. So it's a black and white deck. I got a 5-5 five, five here, my commander, flying lifelink. Whenever a player casts a spell, they lose two life. If I pay two colorless, I don't have to pay their mana cost. Pretty cool, right? So the whole theme of this deck, I love angels. I, I've had like so many iterations of like 60 card and I even tried once a mono white angel commander. I just didn't like it. Uh, I felt really restricted. It was always mono white one. And I feel like white's, mono white's just a little bit boring. Dep I mean, depending on what you're looking for, but I always felt it was just boring. So I want to try a different version. So this version is like, even if I don't hit you, maybe I could tax you just for playing your own stuff. So I'm going to go over the deck just briefly and kind of talk about the cards I have coming in right now and how I want this deck to go, I think. Um, I'm really proud of this version because it's been a lot of, it's a process of a lot of editing. So first thing to get into it, I try to stick with the rule now because my decks were such hot trash before of the recommended dose, uh, recommended like percentages. So, or quantity, excuse me. So I do 10, right now I got 10 card drawn here kind of 10 ramp four board wipes i think i'm at like nine removal right now and then like the core concept of the deck um currently at 38 land because i have a lot of ramp in here but i mean we'll see um also have some interesting land here but we'll go over that later too so just the the, the biggest thing i've noticed with this deck is just that i don't know like, I just don't get it ramping quite enough. I have, and not ramp necessarily in the sense of mana, but more in the sense that I feel like I'm kind of off theme, if that makes sense. Like, my taxation theme, like, I feel like it's not quite taxi uh, enough or taxing enough, maybe I should say. And I always just feel like I'm waiting for something to come down. I don't, I don't know exactly what, but I just, it, it makes me feel like very passive. And I try to make this deck more and more engaging. Not necessarily like I have to be, you know, doing 85 things on turn one, but just a little more interactive in there. Cause I noticed in the past decks, that's how kind of um, I was playing that stuff was like very just, okay, I'm going to hang back, let you do all these things. And yeah, I got a board wipe or something. I can flip on it. But I don't really have like that much that much oomph in the deck. Um, I feel like, and I don't want to always be so reactionary to the things. I'd like to be proactive as much as I can, at least. And so, in doing that, I'm hoping that you know maybe you guys will give me some pointers or see something that like is lacking in this deck or you could tell me those ways where i kind of i can optimize it i already know some things people are going to nitpick there's about four cards in here that I, that um i'm going to talk about in a second that i'm basically fucked i'm stuck with it like there's no possible way to get rid of it well maybe maybe there is like some possible way but i'm just going to be taking such a huge loss that i don't know i don't know if i want to deal with that um so I'll get into that too, though. So I was just kind of separating things just so I could go over what I got here. So for the board wipes, right? I actually have four. There's, there's blue back there, getting comfortable. <laughs> for those of you listening, blue's my cat. So the first one is dam. It's two swamps. 
and it's destroy target creature. A creature destroyed this way can't be regenerated, which is cool. Then if I tap two colors and two planes, I can cast a spell for its overload cost. And if I do, I can change the text by replacing all instances of target with each. Then I could tap five for fumigate, destroy all creatures. You gain one life for each creature destroyed this way. Austere command, six mana. Um, and I said fumigate was five. So four or five, if you notice I'm going up. Austere command, six mana. Destroy two artifacts or destroy... Uh, Destroy all artifacts. Every one of these is um, followed by a semicolon. Or destroy all enchantments. Or destroy all creatures with converted mana cost three or less. Or destroy all creatures with converted mana cost four or greater. You choose two. Finally, farewell. Choose one or more, six mana. Exile all creatures, artifacts, enchantments, or graveyard. Yeah. So those are my board wipes. Um, let me show you the, the stuff real quick, although you've probably seen some of them. So damn here is kind of like a black wrath of God in a way. Uh, maybe damnation is better, but, you know, it turns into it. Fumigate, little foily action with the Kaladesh. Love that card. Austere Command from the Lower Wind, one of my favorite, favorite sets. You want to gift me a box or something? Please don't let me stop you from gifting me Lower Wind. Uh, awesome. And then Farewell from the new Neon Dynasty Kimigawa set. It was very cool. Very cool art. All right, now I'm going to go into my removal. This is what I got a lot of. I think I have really good, like, a really good broad stuff to deal with almost every situation. So I got an Anguished I'm making, three mana, exile target, non-land permanent. Oh, excuse me, you lose three life. Does cost three and it does require two colors, but my God, is that worth it? I got a D-Spark, two mana, exile target permanent with, with mana value four greater, black and white. Fracture, black and white, destroy target artifact, enchantment, or creature. Oh, sorry, too blind. Yeah. Generous gifts in the hollow. Just because destroy target permanent, three mana, only light. Its controller creates a three three green elephant token. And I get the foil version for modern horizons. Vindicate, destroy target permanent, three mana, and uh white and black. I love that. Three words. Path to exile in the specialty one, because I got angels, you know. It's uh exile creature. That player gets to search for basic land, put it on tap. Sorts to plowshare. Best removal ever made, period. Remove target. Oh, sorry. Exile target creature. Its controller gains life equal to its toughness. Oh, excuse me. It's power. All right. Oh, by the way, unlimited. <laughs> uh, nobody wanted to buy those unlimited source to plowshare in 2020. It's another card. Um, <laughs> from one of my earlier videos, I was talking about the island of Wak Wak. Same deal. All right. So my ramp stuff, people are probably going to disagree with me on some of these choices here. I'll put those in the back. So I got a Lotus Petal, just zero, sack it, get a land of any color. I like the straightforward effect, especially if you draw that, if you start, like I've had a hand before with just the right amount of land, like two or three into, I'm sorry, two into a dark ritual with the, with the Lotus Petal. Mm play my commander so freaking fast it's amazing when you get that card out early ooh, this game is easy street um maybe there's uh, a problem or maybe that's a solution to my deck already getting it back out uh finding the man at least to do it so i got a jeweled lotus this is just if, if you own commander like why not right sacrifice jeweled lotus boom 
Add three mana of any color. Spend this mana only to cast your commander. But, I mean, so worth it. Three mana of any color. Whew. Soul Ring. Obviously, freaking phenomenal card that every uh, commander deck should have, period. One mana. Add two colorless. Easy. Dark Ritual. Another one. If you got black commander and you're not running Dark Ritual, why? One mana at three. Lotus Bloom. Yeah, I know it's a little shitty because you got the suspend thing, but, you know, I'm not a millionaire. Suspend three, so you pay zero, you put it out. It's got three time counters. Move three, you can play it. Add three mana of any one color to your mana pool. Pretty cool. Mindstone costs two mana. You can add one colorless, or you can tap one and tap this. Sacrifice this, draw a card. So it's a nice mana ramp, mana ramp. Then when you're flooded, boom, replaces itself later. Chrome Mox. Is fantastic marauding card imprint. When it comes out, you remove a non-artifact, non-land card in your hand from the game. So this is imprinted on. It has this color. Tap, add one man of the imprinted color. So you sacrifice something with two. Boom, there you go. These are the three where I think it'll cause some issues, but whatever. I don't have green, so this is my way around. This is my ramp that... Actually, this one I don't think will cause anything. Arcane Signet. Add one man of any color to your commander's identity. That's whatever. But these two. So I have commander's sphere. Tap three. Add one mana of your commander's color to your mana pool. And then you can sack it to draw a card. It's cool as you don't need to tap it to draw the cards. So you can actually play this, get the land out, and then replaces itself all in an instant speed. I know it costs three mana. I know. But... And I know I could, like, a Mox, obviously, like a Mox Pearl or a Mox Jet is objectively better than this. And I would easily trade it out. But that's not so easily attainable, so I go with this. I like it because it's card draw, it's mana. It costs three, yeah, but it's just, it's, just, it's just good, all right? If you just have the right mana, yeah, I get it. If you don't have three, it sucks. But if you have three, like, what's to lose? You just draw a card again. Um, Giada Font of Hope. I know this is, like, a creature technically, but I'm just going to consider ramp two because it only costs two mana to play. And if you don't have two mana, like you shouldn't be playing with that hand, just mulligan. So it's a two, two legendary creature, angel flying vigilance. Each other angel enters with a plus one counter and then tap it, add a plane, spend this only to cast angel spells. Boom. Uh, and oh, and the new Capenna like version. I don't know what it's supposed to be like, maybe newspaper or something. It's cool. And then for the card draw. Okay, here we go. This is another one. So, for my card draw, two of these are tutors, just straight up. Um, I seem to have misplaced the other one, but I'll look for that later when we're talking about it. So, the first one, yeah, I know it costs five mana, but Vanquisher's Banner in the Time Spiral Remastered. It's one of my favorite sets, Ixalan. I would actually have bought the Ixalan version if it looked like this, though. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Creatures you control the chosen type get plus one, plus one. Whenever you cast a creature spell of the chosen type, draw a card. So a little card draw stacking effect gives them plus one. It costs five, but eh, I like it. Dark Prophecy, this is, this is a little expensive. I'll admit it's three black mana, which is a lot for this deck. Whenever a creature you control dies, you may draw a card and you lose one life. I just love how, like, it can reliably do it, especially, like, I have a lot of token generators in here, so I really like how um, I can just get out of control sometimes. You can draw a lot of cards, especially if you're spent. Sign in blood, two black mana. Target player loses two life, draws two cards. Very simple. 
can help yourself. Or I don't know, in the rare cases, I guess you screw over somebody else. Erebos, God of Death, four mana, indestructible, five, seven. If your devotion of black is less than five, it's not a creature. So five black symbols, just like my Gary deck. Your opponents can't gain life. Pay two, pay two life, draw a card. I know this is card draw with a lot of stipulations, but you could do the effect even if it's not a creature. And I can't ignore that. Players can't gain life, especially my commander. Night Vision, one of any color, one swamp. You draw two cards, you lose two life. Pretty straightforward. Pretty awesome. Scroll of Avacyn, tap one, tap one later, sack it. Draw a card. If you control an angel, you lose five life. So I'm not going to lie. This one is kind of like, if you're using it just to draw a card, this basically replaced itself. So you can make the argument why even have it. But I just like that little bit of versatility added that gives me five life, especially with cards I have in here, like Resplendent Angel or Book of Exalted Deeds. Um, I, I just like that. And that five is such a magic number for all these, you know, Valkyrie Harbinger. Uh, yeah, it's that five is what really, really makes it because it's nice and safe. I mean, if it was four, it'd still be good because it could trigger all that stuff. But five gives me some wiggle room, I suppose. Then, of course, Phyrexian Arena, one of the greatest card draw cards ever made. And then I got the Strixhaven version of the Village Rites. So it's tap one swamp. Then you sack a creature as an additional cost, and you draw two cards. Costs one mana, though. Doesn't say it has to be non-token. The other three I have in here, um, I understand that they're not explicitly card draw because it doesn't say you draw a card but it's kind of card draw. So I got three tutors in here. I have Vampiric, Demonic, and Grim. They're expensive. <laughs> um, so I only got three. Demonic tutor, search your library for one card, put in your hand, reshuffle. I mean, that's easy, easy peasy. Phenomenal card in your hand. This is like the greatest, the greatest tutor ever. Two mana and it's in your hand. You can't beat that. Next card, Vampire Tutor, search a library for a card, shuffle, put it on top, you lose two life, okay? One mana, awesome. Grim Tutor, search a library for a card, put it in your hand, shuffle, you lose three life, it's three mana. It's the only bummer about this one. I know Infernal Tutor is a good one too, but if I'm at the point where I need a tutor, I don't want to waste time on these stipulations. Let's just do it. It's um, my philosophy with these at least. So I'm going to add that to my card draw to make it 10. I know it's kind of not, but it kind of is too. <laughs> it lets you fill your head. You know, isn't that what card draw is all about? <laughs> all right. So next one. Now I'm going to go into the core of my deck here. So we are going to start with the angels that kind of add to it. Um, oh, my neck is killing me. The angels that add to it. So we are going to have youthful Valkyrie. One three flying whenever an angel enters the battlefield, put a plus one on it. It costs one and a white. Archangel of Thune. I'm just going to go through these fast, and then we'll talk after. Flying lifelink, three, four. Whenever you gain life, put a plus one counter on each creature you control. Grand Abolisher, two, two, two planes. During your turn, your opponents can't cast spells or activate abilities of artifacts, creatures, or enchantments. Uh, it's a two, two. Speaker of the Heavens. It's so a one, one white uh, vigilance lifelink. Tap it, create a four for angel, but you need to have at least seven more life. So 47 in this case. Angelic Accord, four mana. The beginning of each end step, if you gain four more life, put a four, four angel out with lifelink. I mean, 
onto the battlefield. No life wings. What the hell am I saying? Avacyn, Angel of Hope. Just awesome art. Uh, it's an 8-8 Flying Vigilance Indestructible. Other permanents I control of Indestructible. Valkyrie Harbinger, 6 mana, Flying Lifelink, 4-5. At the beginning of each end step, if you gain 4 more life this turn, create a 4-4 White Angel Creature token with Flying and Vigilance. Now that's nice. And I like it because it already has Vigilance, so it replaces itself. And with just this card alone, you can do damage. But this is what I was talking about with Scroll of Avacyn. You'll see more later, too. You got the Valkyrie Harbinger, the Angelic Accord, Resplendent Angel. Like you gain four life one turn, you could be putting out as many as four or four, uh, five tokens just for gaining four life once. For three mana, I veto the Thorn of the Dusk Rose. It's a one three. Whenever you gain life, target opponent loses that much life. If you tap five creatures you control, gain lifelink until end of turn. Next card, Righteous Valkyrie. It's two colorless and a planes. And it reads 2-4, sorry, flying. When another angel cleric enters the battlefield, you gain life equal to that creature's toughness. I have a lot of high toughness stuff in this deck, especially a lot of cards that like, you know, 1-3-4-5, Erebos, 5-7, so it's a work. If you have at least 47 life, case of commander, you know, 7 life total more. Creatures you control get plus 2, plus 2. Resplendent Angel, one of the greatest angels ever made. (laughs) 3 mana. One colorless, but it does cost two planes. Three, three flyer at the beginning of each end step. If you gain five or more life, excuse me, this is the card. I knew it. The scroll of Avacyn can trigger with this. Put a four, four angel token with flying of vigilance until end of turn. Resplendent angel gets plus two, plus two and gains life link. Not bad, right? Sanguine bond, five mana. Whenever you gain life, target opponent loses that much life. I also have Lyra Dawn. Oh, sorry. Let me show you that. I got the retro. Lyra Dawnbringer, Flying First Strike, Lifelink. Other angels get plus one, plus one, and have Lifelink, and it's a 5-5. Five, five. have Exquisite Blood. Whenever an opponent loses life, you gain that much life. It's five mana. This with the um, Sanguine Bond. Um, uh, what is that? Infinite Loop of Life Loss. Radiant Archangel. I just love this card. I've had it for so long. It's just kind of, I don't know. I like to keep it. Five mana, 3-3 three, three Flyer, Vigilance, Angel. Gets plus one, plus one for each creature flying from Urza with that border. Oh, my God. Look at that. So cool. Angel of Invention, five mana, two, one, flying vigilance lifelink. It has fabricate two. So when this enters, I could put two counters on it to make it a four, three, or two, one, one tokens. Unfortunately, can't mix and match. Other creatures you control get plus one, plus one. So you're putting out two twos if you choose that one. Nice. Angel Invention with the Four Swords. Linvala, Keeper of Silence, Four Mana, Three, Four Flyer. Activated abilities of creatures your opponents control can't be activated. Boom. Karlov of the Ghost Council. I just love this card and the flexibility, how it goes with the life gain, and it adds removal, and it's two mana. Two mana, two, two. It does cost one planes, one swamp. Whenever you gain life, put two counters on this. Tap two mana, remove six counters, exile target creature. So this can get to six counters easily. I mean, you gain life three different times at six right there. But the real crazy part is sometimes in some games with the right way, this card can have an absurd amount of tokens because you're just gaining life constantly. And for that, all you still have to do is tap two mana. You don't have to tap this card. And you exile target creature. So you can get rid of three creatures. I mean, yeah, 18 is a lot, but you can get there. Court of Grace, four mana. Enchantment, when it enters, you become the monarch. You get to draw a card at your end step, and you're the monarch. If somebody hits you, you lose the monarch. 
the beginning of your upkeep, create a 1-1 one, one white spear token with flying. If you're a monarch, create a 4-4 four, four instead. So you're always getting something from this. And it kind of pseudo adds to the card draw. And it's on an angel theme. But you're always getting something with flying, a body. So it's good for blocking, too. Shitty part is if you get hit, especially like with some sneaky red stuff. Mm. At the beginning of your end step, if you gain three or more life, create a 3-3 three, three white angel token with flying, Book of Exalted Deeds. It does cost three planes, though. That's a high, high cost. I've thought sometimes about taking this out because it costs three planes to just play, and then it costs three planes to use the, the activator I'm going to talk about. It's a lot. I know. I just like it, and I actually pulled it off a booster. And, you know, I like angels. I like D&D, so I, I don't know. I probably keep it for inefficient reasons. I know, but whatever. Tap three planes, tap it, exile this card, put an enlightened counter, target angel. It gains. You can't lose the game and your opponents can't win the game. Activate only as a sorcery. So I know that's a little bummer, but um, that it's a sorcery speed, but you basically get a platinum angel on an artifact. Um, and most of my friends don't play with remove artifacts. So for anybody saying this stuff, it'll probably be out. Kiliot Sun Crown, three mana, legendary enchantment creature, god. As long as your devotion to white is less than five, it is a creature. So like Erebos with white, you need the five symbols. Five, five. Whenever you gain life, put a plus one on target creature you control or, or an enchantment. It's pretty cool. Tap two, another creature gains lifelink. I'm going to be honest. Why I really have this card is because it gives everything else lifelink for two. Or sorry, it gives a creature lifelink for two. It's just so versatile. And I need, need ways to gain life in this deck. So it just adds one. And I like the idea that over time, you can start pumping up your own things. And if you have this out and an Archangel Thune, really nice combo. Cabal, Console of Allocation, three mana. It's probably like my favorite card in the deck, um, but my camera's so shitty, you can barely see it. He's there. You can see his eyes underneath it. He looks like somebody, too. He looks like... um. You guys remember Jurassic Park 2? The guy with the accent, and he had like the darts and the sniper rifle. So he reminds me of it. <laughs> uh, two, three, three mana. Two of them are colored symbols. Whenever opponent casts a non-creature spell, that player loses two life and you gain two life. So when you get Kambal with um, Laisha, Laisha, you're just like, you're taxing people for so much. It's awesome. And if they play a non-creature spell, I mean, you can get five from them in one shot. Like, it's a, it's a pretty sweet deal. I also realized I might have forgotten to show you Karlov of the Ghost Council. So there we go. Shout out to Toy Wiz and Nanuet. Sponsor your local game store. All right. So there's my deck. There's the overview. Um, I'm not at 100 cards yet. I had to place an order. So this is one of the problems I've been going through with this deck, honestly, is that I, I suffered sometimes from this, this ordeal and magic where I want to do something but like a concept, like in this one, taxes, but like there are cards just, just for sentimental reasons, whether I was a kid and liked them or like I always wanted them a booster or I saw somebody else who had it or I just like the art or the effect, whatever, that I really want to use the deck, but it just doesn't fit. And objectively, I can admit that freely, but I always try to work it in. I always end up saying, fuck this, I'm getting new cards. So I'm ordering, I have an order coming in right now to replace these cards. But I really wanted to like work in some of these ones that I really just like, like as a magic card. It's just cool. So one is Imp's Mischief. Uh, it's from Time Spiral, the original. 
change the target of target spell with a single target. You lose life equal to that spell's converted mana cost. So an easy example, somebody goes to, to lightning bolt you, you can lightning bolt to somebody else. You lose one life. The bigger ones are like those X cards or I don't know, something like that uh, where you can go really big and you can really mess up somebody and it's instant speed, so it's awesome. Another one is Withering Boon. I like the idea of counter spells. I really do. I just hate that they're always in blue. I know it's probably one of Blue's things, but at this point, White has had everything stripped. Uh, every unique characteristic of White has been stripped at this point to another color like green, um, except Blue has the counter spells really well. But I really like the idea of like, I don't really like Blue, but I like the counter spell part of Blue. So I like the idea when other colors do it. So this is two mana for Mirage, pay three life, counter target summon spell. So basically counter target creature. Dash hopes, two black. From Time Spyro as well. It's not the best card, but when it comes into play, any player may pay five life. If a player does, counter this card. Counter target spell. So you counter a spell or they can pay five life. Really good with the taxes. So if a mana tithe, counter target spell unless any player plays one. I just love the idea of messing with somebody. Like some people when they tap out on like a torment of hellfire or something and you play one and they're done. Rebuff the wicked, one planes. Counters target spell that targets a permanent you control, also from Time Spiral. By the way, this is taking my appreciate how good Time Spiral Remastered was. Whew. Such a good set. So much fun. A reprint that didn't suck. Calling the weak one mana, sacrifice it. It's an um, instant. I know it says mana source, it's an instant. Add four mana to your mana pool for creature sack. Uh, that one I'm I'm okay to get rid of. This is the get rid of pod, by the way, guys. Um but I just wanted to show you, like, I really, I really like the idea, if you can't tell from those five cards I just mentioned, of, like, messing with a player somehow. So a counterspell or an mischief or manatide, rebuff the wicked, dash hopes. I really, really like those cards. Or, uh, oh, what's the other one? Um, what's it called? A uh, lapse of certainty. That's another fun one to mess up with people. Just counter target spell, put it on top. But, yeah, I really like that idea of that, of... Um, causing people you know disrupting people's hands like that but i just really couldn't find a spot in, in the deck because ultimately what i was torn with at the end of the day is the more i put into those cards the more i was taking away from i lose life or i gain life you lose life stuff and i just don't think that um they really had a place in the deck but if you if you guys you know can figure out a way i would love to hear what your thoughts are on that um, to get those five counter spells in because I was, or maybe six, like I'll order lapse of certainty. I thought I had it in here actually. I wouldn't mind that, but man, I don't know. Maybe I'm too attached to this deck right now sentimentally and I can't see six cards. And one of you just needs to come in, you know, with the weed whacker and help me out here. Last thing to say about this deck I know I mentioned some cards in here that were pretty controversial in terms of like why the hell are they in this deck? And I'm going to tell you why right now. So I have Linvala. Who's an angel, but doesn't really gain life or anything. It locks down things, true, but, you know, not completely to the theme, but not bad. Avacyn of Hope and Grand Abolisher. Especially Grand Abolisher, not an angel, just costs two mana, and it does a freaking phenomenal effect that you can't activate abilities or artifacts, creatures. That's amazing, but it's not an angel or anything, and Avacyn cost eight. The reason I have these in here is because... I was playing one day and somebody spilled the water 
and these weren't double sleeve like they are now. Like I have dragon sleeves and I have KP um, PMC clear sleeve. See, you can see it like that. They weren't double sleeved. So the water got in there and these cards are now irrevocably damaged. I cannot get rid of them. They're, they're not even, you know, they're below good condition, whatever word. It just gets returned all the time. So I, these are really good cards. And honestly, they cost a lot of money. Like I would rather sell them and the money I would get from these three cards, I could maybe buy cooler stuff that fit into this deck or that would help it advance a little further. But I don't want to see them go to waste. And I do like them. And especially two out of three are angels. So it doesn't go with my life game, but I just keep them in there for that. I, I know it's probably a dumb reason, but um, yeah, just uh, it's the way I feel. Figured I'd keep them, keep them in the, in the deck, you know, in spirit. But maybe those, maybe those are your suggestions for part of the three to remove to get my counter and look at that. Um, yeah. And then last thing to talk about, I didn't really go into it. I just realized special lands. Um, I don't have anything too crazy in here. I got a cool, I mean, I know it's not worth a lot, but I got the cool D&D like manual, Evolving Wilds. It's a very on brand for Dungeons and Dragons. So I like that. It's my favorite land of all time. Well, eh, tied with Walk Walk, I guess. But this one is so much more functional. Caracas from Legends. Tap it. You can add it of Plains, which is insane that this is on this card. And then you tap it. You can return a legend to its owner's hand. It says enchantments are destroyed, but we knew that. Um. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? You can just tap it to return a land and it gives you a planes, a, a legend, excuse me. So if somebody already has a legend, fuck it. Like, who cares? You just got rid of that. That's, you know, I, I don't know. That is just such an amazing card. Like, there's nothing conceivably, but I would put that card, honestly, in a deck where a white wasn't even the color, just so, I, excuse me, just so I could have that effect in there. 100%. I would rather just put an extra land in there, like a blue control deck or something, even if I didn't splash white. Like, I, I, that card is so good. I don't care what anybody says. You can't convince me. That card has saved me so many times, and maybe because it's my play group only, but hey, that's what matters who you play with. Um, so those are most... I got a few other lands in here. I got a jungle's E Django. I don't know. I'm going to butcher Americanize that. Django's Castle. One to add a planes, which never underestimate that tap a planes tap it prevent two damage that'll be dealt to legendary creature i got a concealed courtyard for the dual land you just need two or fewer fabled passes from the secret lair hollow tap search for any basic any basic so yeah it's basic but it's anything so it's convenient castle lock lane i've talked about that a million times produces a, a swamp comes out untapped as long as you control swamp tap four including three and this four total get to draw a card you just lose life equal to the amount of cards in your hand. That's the only thing. The stick's a little slow, so they, yeah, card's a little iffy. Witch's Cottage, you can tap it to add one swamp. When it enters the battlefield, it enters tapped unless you control three or more swamp. When it enters untapped, you put a card from your graveyard on top of your deck. This is Commander. I just like that little bit, and I like Throne of Eldraine, so I like the idea that I could potentially get a card back, and if I have to rush it out and forget the effect, that's fine. I have a lot of token generators anyway, so Got a command tower. Just tap it to add any mana in my commander's color. Cave of Colios. This has one colorless. So I could pay one life and add either or. Forbidden Orchard. Add one mana of any color that an opponent could produce. So I just like that a little bit. Isolated Chapel. Comes in tapped unless you control a plains or a swamp. And then you can add either color. 
shine. Oh boy, this is hard. Try saying this three times fast. Shine shadow snarl. Shine shadow snarl. I sound like the Grinch. Uh, from Jim Carrey. As shines. Uh, see, I did already. As this card enters the battlefield, fuck. You may reveal a place or swamp from your hand. If you don't, it enters tap, and you can add either or again. I like that card. I got a Grim Claw pathway or a Bright Climb pathway. You can tap it, and whatever side you choose, you get to add a planes or a swamp. It's basically one of those where you have to choose the one, but I like the flexibility. Silent Clearing. It adds one. I can pay one life and add either color. Or I can pay one, tap it, sacrifice this, and draw a card. So I get the managers that it cost of life, whatever I'm gaining. And I get to draw a card later, which is pretty cool. So the expeditions and began the Marsha's story. It's hmm. interesting. It's cool. Um, I also have a leech and swamp. I can an enters tap, which sucks. But I can tap it at a swamp or tap this card and a swamp. Each opponent loses one life, but I need two black permanents. I get this busted up City of Brass from the 8th edition. When it becomes tapped, it deals one damage to you, but you add a mana of any color. Uh, my goal is to one day have the Arabian Nights one. Such a great card. Finally, best land I have in here, Scrubland from the Collector's Edition. It comes out untapped, produces either color. Counts as both. I mean, beautiful. Done. Lastly, Amiria the Sky Ruin comes in tap. I need seven or more planes to trigger this, but if I do, I can return target creature from the graveyard to the battlefield, and it produces one planes. I know what you're thinking. Why do you have this? The odds of you having seven planes, I'm not going to lie. Like, that game has gone up for a long time, or you just had a weird draw, because I don't have that many planes in here. But I do have more than seven. The effect is really dope if you get it running, like a little reanimator thing, and in white, which is cool. But again, this is one of the cards that was irrevocably, irrevocably damaged, so... I just hold on to it for that reason. So thank you guys for listening to my descriptions and my dilemmas. Please, any feedback, leave me, you know, MTG Vault, leave me on the comment section, whatever. I'll put this up on YouTube as well. All right. Thank you guys. Really appreciate you listening. Have a good one out there. And uh, thanks for taking this journey with me. Take care.